keep on talking in the free world. Good morning slash good afternoon, global citizens. We're 30 minutes away from the Elimination Chamber, Saturday, February 19th, 11.30 a.m. Talk that talk. This is the official live fan reaction call-in show before and after every Monday Night Raw, every SmackDown, and every WWE pay-per-view event. Phone lines are always open. They open right at the top of the show. They're going to be open right front until the Elimination Chamber starts at 12, and then we'll be here immediately after Elimination Chamber for Talk That Talk, the live fan reaction call-in show to break it all down. We're missing Darren today. Darren's unable to join us. What's up, Darren? Shout out to Darren. I hope all is well. And we're going to do a quick rundown of... We're watching the kickoff show now for anyone uh, out here. We're watching the kickoff show with Rosenberg, Jackie Redman, and Matt Camp. They're doing predictions. We're taking calls all show as always. And we're going to do our predictions as well. So first we're going to start with... First, I want to start with the men's elimination chamber match for me. I'm going to start right from the top. Is that, to me, this is a foregone conclusion. There's nobody taking out Brock Lesnar in the elimination chamber. The elimination chamber is a brutal place to be. And definitely, there's going to be uh, a lot of work to do for Brock. Somehow, I feel as though Brock is going to have a setup where he's going to be the last one to come out and... I don't foresee any issues for Brock at all here. What, the, the real question is, how in the name of God did Austin Theory get in there? In theory, in reality, come on. It's nonsense. Like Bobby Lashley said, wet behind the ears. And don't want to see it. Don't want to see Austin Theory in there. Anyway, I uh, I got no use for Austin Theory. I think it's going to be – I think Brock Lesnar is going to take care of business, no problem. Again, like I said, this is Talk That Talk, the live fan reaction call-in show before and after every Raw, before and after every SmackDown, and before and after every pay-per-view event. So, yeah, for that Elimination Chamber, uh, I mean, it's going to be a great match. I'm looking for, you got Rollins, Lashley, and Lesnar. These are the big dogs in there, and these are the guys that are going to go to war the most. But I think that Lesnar's going to come out last and I think by that time, everyone is going to have everyone else worn down. And no problem for Brock. Then we'll go into, well, right now they're showing on the kickoff show. Right now they're showing a little flashback to when um, we had the contract signing. So I'm looking forward to this match. I was, I was saying last night on the post show that I wasn't really fired up for this match initially, but uh, that sold me last night. So how great was that? You had you had Ronda reach across the table and bang Charlotte Flair's face off the table, Naomi with the roundhouse to Sonya Deville, and then the table flip. It was on. And the new stipulation, like I said last night, that uh, Sonya Deville pulled the rabbit out of a hat with the stipulation, And I think that Ronda might have wrote a check that her ass can't catch cash today because uh, I think that they're going to have Ronda's arm 
locked up tight. And I think Sonya is going to turn around and her arm's going to be okay. So we'll see. We'll see how that all goes down. Looking forward to that match. Really looking forward to that match. And I hope Naomi shines in that match because uh, any opportunity for Naomi to showcase her wrestling ability is, is, an, is a beautiful thing. So we're going to see a lot of Ronda and Sonya. And then we're going to see, I hope, a lot of Charlotte and Naomi. Because that's the match that we really want to see as far as wrestling ability is Charlotte and Naomi. Because Naomi is on the same level, or like I said, just a touch below with Charlotte for wrestling ability. Really looking forward to that match. Now when we go... I'm going to go now to the match that's supposed to happen on the kickoff show. So these guys are supposed to have it soon. We're only 25 minutes away from the Elimination Chamber. So I'm assuming it's going to start soon. And that's Ray and Damiz. So Ray's a legend. Damiz is a legend and a self-made man. They're both self-made men, but Damiz is really a self-made man. He he's He's gone from obscurity all the way to the top. And... We'll get to see Maurice there. It's always a good day when you get to see Maurice. And I got love for Dominic. I got love for Rey Mysterio's son for him following in the footsteps of a legend like Ray and his father. And then he's put in the work, man. He really has put in the work. And he's not just there for show. He's put on weight. You can see each and every time that Dominic comes out, he looks better. He's more fluid. He, he can wrestle. And uh, I'm expecting longevity from him. I'm expecting big things from him. And I'm expecting longevity. And speak of the devil. Dumbass. No Maurice. Miz is flying solo today. I hope that doesn't work against him. Because on the other side, Dominic is going to come out with Ray, I'm assuming. And if that's the case, you know, you're going to have a two-on-one situation. And we know what's gone down in the last few matches between the Miz and Ray Mysterio. With some outside interference, cheating, if you will, from Dominic and Ray. Meanwhile, the Miz and Maurice are forced to just defend themselves. And you know what? So now that we're seeing the first glimpse here of the crowd in Jeddah, and it, it's different from so when we had the last. I don't. Is this the first pay per view in Jeddah? All the previous ones were in Riyadh, and it was certainly a different environment in Riyadh. Let's see what it looks like on the floor next to the ring. Because coming down the aisle, I mean, the crowd is the crowd is there, and they're fired up, and there's signs in the crowd. Now they're going to some clips, so I want to see what it looks like around the ring to see if we have the same vibe. This is one of the concerns. Love the fact that uh, the wrestlers are getting more and more global exposure, but and it's an opportunity, like I've said before many times, it's an opportunity, and I think Triple H was the one who said it for. The WWE to get in their to get their foot in their door, and I know that you know. In the end, it's all about money, and there were a lot of people upset when the WWE started going over there because of the the rules and regulations around uh, what women aren't and are not able to do in Saudi Arabia, which nobody in the world should agree with. We're all the same; everyone's equal, one hundred percent. So it's a disappointing thing. But the WWE said, you know, in order to invoke change, you know, you need to be there, 
in some way, shape, or form that can start the process. So, and I know not a lot of people bought into that. However, however, a long way of me saying is that there has been some changes in the way that they allow the WWE to roll out the uh, the women's matches. And we had Becky and Lita on the billboard. And now Jetta is different than uh, Riyadh, though. Jetta is more... It's a more open scenario than Riyadh. That's my understanding anyway. Certainly, I'm no expert. But we have the fans along the ramp, which is awesome. And then I looked away for a moment. I think I love the fact Ray's jumping on uh, Dominic's back. Like, I mean, it's a father-son combo. Even though I give Ray a hard time and he should not be on WWE 2K22. It should be dumbies. But... uh if it's not going to be the Miz, I, I, I give Ray his props for him being on the cover. But I love the son father duo. Yeah, it looks like around the ring we got some we got some love too. Oh, we do, we do. We have some love. The fans are there. It looks like there's a lot of kids there as well. And uh, oh, and they're fired up. They're fired up. It's going to be good. I'm happy. To, very, very happy to see it. That was one of the things on my mind. So this match is about to start. So that's why I went to this one. I think that, uh, sadly, I don't even want to say this, but you know, now that I see that Maurice is not there and the Miz is flying solo and Dominic is there with Ray and Dominic is lurking out there. So I want the Miz to win, but I have a strange feeling that Dominic's going to prevail here. And I chose the Miz last night on a prediction show. But we didn't know that Maurice wasn't going to be there. At least I didn't. So I think, I think, uh, sadly, Rey Mysterio might prevail here. So while this match is ongoing, we'll go into the... So we covered, just to recap, we covered the Men's Elimination Chamber. I think that Brock Lesnar should be able to take care of business. Although there's some worthy, there are some worthy opponents in there. In Lashley and Rollins. However, like I said, I believe that Brock's you, um, chamber will open last and everyone will be worn down. And then, you know, from there, it's Suplex City. We we talked about Rousey and Naomi. I want to see lots of Naomi and Charlotte, both phenomenal wrestlers. And I wouldn't mind seeing Sonya pull a fast one her arm's okay, and slap Ronda around for a bit. Uh, <laughs> look good on her. Then we now we have Ray and The Miz. Again, great crowd. Sadly, I'm going with The Miz here. Not going with him, but I do think he's going to get the win. I would uh, go with the, the Miz. We'll go to the Women's Elimination Chamber. So the Women's Elimination Chamber, this one is going to be a war. I think that Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley are the favorites. I know Rosenberg picked those two on the pre-show, the kickoff show as well. Again, this is Talk That Talk, the official live fan reaction call-in show, before and after every Monday Night Raw, before and after every SmackDown, and before and after every WWE pay-per-view. We're here 30 minutes before, and we're here immediately after. Rhea Ripley put on a show. And anyone who was tuned in, shout out to everyone who tuned in last night uh, for, and we took calls all show for Talk That Talk after SmackDown. 
We had call steady flow of callers last night from all over the world. We had some callers from Haiti. A caller from Haiti, pardon me. North Carolina seems to be our go-to spot. We get lots of people coming out from North Carolina. Showed out Michael Jordan and Vince Carter. So for the Women's Elimination Chamber, we talked about Rhea Ripley going, you know, through the gauntlet, 44 minutes and four seconds. That's a long time, man. That's a long time to go back to back to back against some formidable opponents and just a showcase of wrestling ability from Rhea Ripley, not to mention stamina. And it it was quite a show. So she is super dangerous. But then you go to the EST of WWE. Again, shout out Darren. We both picked Bianca to win this. Bianca is a bad, bad girl, man. Like she is a supreme athlete, even more so than Rhea Ripley, and her wrestling ability even more so than well, they both have phenomenal wrestling abilities. But uh, Bianca Belair is on another level, strength-wise, wrestling ability, off the top rope, on the ground, overall just a force of nature. Bianca Belair should win this and earn her title shot, and rightfully so. Bianca Belair needs to strap, earn her title shot at WrestleMania. I don't want to get too too ahead of myself on what I think is going to happen at WrestleMania, but the point is is that Bianca is going to win this and get her shot at WrestleMania. Now, that takes us to the women's championship match. Big-time Bex, the man, two-belt Becky. Becky two-belts, pardon me, Becky Lynch against the legend Lita. So there's no question Lita is a legend, but come on, man. Lita is past her prime. There's no, she's not in her second prime. So they were talking about her being in, in her second prime on the kickoff show. Lita said that she's in her second prime. You could be in your second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, eighth, seventh, eighth prime. You're not beating Becky Lynch in her actual prime. And Becky Lynch has never looked better. She's in phenomenal shape. And she's not letting that belt go. And then lose that, let that belt go and then lose the opportunity to compete. With the belt as the champion against the inevitable winner, Bianca Belair, in the Elimination Chamber in WrestleMania, not going to happen. Not going to happen. Lita is not going to beat Becky Lynch today. Zero chance. Not going to happen. And then we're going to see Becky and Bianca at WrestleMania for the belt. And I'm really looking forward to both of those matches. As always, you know, more times than not, uh, the women WWE superstars steal the show. They do. There's just so much talent in the women's division, and it's so deep on both brands. Shout out Jackie Redman. Jackie Redman puts in work, man. So quick story about Jackie Redman before we get into the rest of the matches. So Jackie Redman is on the kickoff show this afternoon. It feels kind of weird in the afternoon, but, you know, when when they're halfway across the world for time zones, this is what we have to do. But... um, Anyway, it feels weird in the middle of the day. Back to Jackie Redman. Jackie Redman is on the desk for the kickoff show. Now, everyone, you know, has seen a lot of Jackie on the NHL network as of late because, I mean, that's what she's been doing. But back in the beginning, Jackie Redman is near and dear to our heart up here in Toronto. But Jackie's from out west. I think I need Darren here on the stats, but I think that she's from, I want to say Calgary, Edmonton. Uh, she could be from Regina, somewhere 
in the Prairie Provinces, I believe, not out west somewhere. Anyway, there was a sports announcer competition, reality show, whatever you want to call it, to win a contract at the score. And this was where Tim and Sid started, and they were there for a long time. The score was awesome. And the score had a studio set up right at the corner of King and Peter, for anyone who knows downtown Toronto. And the building is still there. They have never leased it out again, although it's been leased up for lease for forever. But anyway, the point was was that it was a score right on the corner. They had the big screen there. You could stand on the corner, sit on the corner, and watch the score live. And this is when the wrestling was on the score as well. So you had people sitting down on the curb at King and Peter watching Raw, watching SmackDown. It was awesome. And they had the speakers. So the score would broadcast there and they would broadcast their nightly show there, their highlight show. And in the summer, the windows would be open during the, my favorite time ever was during the 2014 world cup in South Africa. And we were all there. Anyway, I digress. So sticking to wrestling, the competition was to be a sports caster on the score. And it was a weekly show. And Jackie competed in that raw. I don't think, to my knowledge, she hadn't done anything like that before. And she came out here. Basically, you know, it's one of those stories where, I don't know if she got in her car literally, but, you know, left everything, came out here completely on her own to Toronto, the big city. She's from a smaller place out in the West. Again, I don't know exactly. I can't remember the city. And she won. And, I mean, her. It, we watched it. My daughter and I watched every week. It was, It was well done. A little bit rough around the edges around t- at times, but it was well done, and the concept was well done, and she just got better and better every week. Her confidence grew weekly. She delivered the material. She had, you know, she had a spark. You could tell that she had charisma, and she won. And and anyone who watched it was happy for her winning. And from there, you know, she was on Sportsnet, and then now then she made the journey. She was on Sportsnet doing the Blue Jays. And then, you know, who I love, the Blue Jays. Uh, I love the Blue Jays, so it was good to see her there. And then she went down to the NHL Network. But when she was here, she was a part of the wrestling. I can't remember what she did for Sportsnet as far as wrestling goes after Sportsnet bought the score. But she was a part of the broadcast for wrestling in some way, shape, or form. I can't remember now what the name of the show was. But Renee Young also. So for anyone who knows Renee Young, who also... Everyone should love him. Renee Young is phenomenal. Renee Young came from the same situation. I think she came after Jackie. So anyway, it was great to see. Shout out to Jackie. I'd love to see. I've been calling for it, and I'm going to advocate it. And there we have it. Ray Mysterio, one, two, three. So Ray did get the win. But in true Miz fashion, Ray, you should know better. Oh, no. Oh, hell is breaking loose. Ray should have known. Oh, no. Ray should have known better. He turned his back on The Miz. The Miz gives him a shot in the back. And then Dominic comes in. Takes it to. Oh, takes it to The Miz. And then gives him a kick to the face. Oh, no. And then both the Mysterios now lining Miz up for a double 619. Party over. Oh, no. And now Dominic's getting on the top rope. And insult to injury. Oh, and the big splash. Oh, and now Ray is getting on the top rope. And the crowd is going bonkers. 
I love the crowd. Another splash off the top rope. Miz, I feel bad for you, Miz, but the father-son duo in the end, double six one nine, and then back-to-back -back splashes off the top rope. The crowd is loving it. It looks phenomenal in there. And you got the Elimination Chamber sign in the background glowing behind the crowd. It looks really nice. So, anyway, like I've been advocating for, and us in the WWE Universe, we will not be happy until there's, thir until there's a third person on both desks for Raw and SmackDown. And that third person is a woman and a non-wrestler. Not that I don't want, that I don't have love for the wrestlers, but I want to see like an actual sportscaster on there, on the desk. And Jackie, it's lined up for you. She's doing a great job on the kickoff show. Now they're kicking back to those guys. So let's get through the last couple matches. We have nine minutes left. Again, this is Talk That Talk, the official live fan reaction call-in show. Often imitated, never duplicated. We're taking calls before and after every Monday Night Raw, every SmackDown, and every WWE pay-per-view event. We're here 30 minutes before, and we're here immediately after. The Usos. We get to the bloodline now. Uh, Jimmy and Jey Uso with the belts. They are not losing to the Viking Raiders. Listen, Jimmy and Jey Uso are on another level as far as wrestling ability goes. They've been doing it a long time, and they're high-flying. They're technical. They're, they have ridiculous stamina, phenomenal wrestlers. They are not losing to the Viking Raiders. And steal those hats back, man. How'd the Viking Raiders get their hats back after the Usos took them? I don't know. Let's take those Let's take those back to wherever their next stop is in the States. They need to hop on the plane out of Saudi Arabia with those hats. They're not. They're keeping the belts. Viking Raiders have no chance this evening against the Usos. I expect nothing less from the bloodline. And we're going to go right from the bloodline elite tag team champions to this punk, Drew McIntyre. I mean, come on. And Darren, uh, I feel bad that you're not here to defend Drew, but I'll just pile on in your, <laughs> in your absence. Drew McIntyre, how pathetic of a quote-unquote WWE superstar have you become with this madcap nonsense? Last night, the medical coercion, getting medical clearance for madcap, clearly he's not fit for competition. He's got the black eye, and... You just are so desperate to get a win against a D an e Z lister in Madcap. And then you had to not only get him medically cleared through bully tactics, but now you want to make it an anywhere false count anywhere match. Anyway, it's just not to, and then you had to, to put up the hashtag. Darren, I hope you did not respond to that hashtag. You said you were. I don't want anyone with any sense to respond to that hashtag promoting this nonsense from drew taking advantage taking advantage of someone who shouldn't even be wrestling tonight not medically cleared to wrestle shouldn't be medically cleared to wrestle and clearly a z-lister drew 
I don't know if you'll ever recover from this in my mind. And if you do, it's going to take forever and a day. Pathetic by you. Absolutely pathetic. Not impressed. GSP, I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed by your performance. Drew, I'm not impressed by your performance. I'm not impressed. GSP, I'm not impressed. From now on, Drew, if you're out there, Drew, I'm not impressed. GSP, I'm not impressed. That's what I have for you from now on. From now until the end of time. And then I think that brings us to the final match. The final match. Oldberg. What can we say about Oldberg? This match should not be happening. Rosenberg said something sensible on there was that, you know, this, you know, it was supposed to happen two years ago. Now it should not be happening. Goldberg is done and done. For me personally, Goldberg is a glorified B-League wrestler. He's not a true WWE superstar. He barely, I forget, again, we missed Darren with the stats tonight. I don't know what the stat is, but the amount of time that he had He's wrestled since he's come, quote-unquote, to the WWE. The amount of time that he's had in actual in-ring time is ridiculously low. Uh, minutes, I want to say. Uh, Shout-out, David. Hope your grandmother had a good birthday. We sang happy birthday to David's mother last night. If I recall, I think David's from North Carolina. Sadly, um, sadly, Darren's not with us today. And uh, appreciate you tuning in, David. We're here for another five minutes before Elimination Chamber kicks off. We just did a recap of the whole card and predictions. And now I'm wrapping up with Oldberg and how pathetic it is that he is even in this match. What's next? It should be permanent retirement. That's what next should be. So I'm expecting the head of the table to take care of Goldberg in spectacular fashion. And I really hope this match drags on a little bit. Because like I said, Goldberg has a log time in the ring. We need Darren for the stats. Goldberg has a log time in the ring that is embarrassingly low for in-ring performance since he's been, quote-unquote, in the mix uh, for the last X amount of years. So I'd like to see Roman take him into deep waters, drag him around the ring, not just one spear, I'd like to see a half similar to what Brock Lesnar does with Suplex City. I'd like to see Roman, since he's talking about Goldberg and Goldberg, which we've touched on that, how I don't really like the fact that it's a nod to Goldberg. Forget the fact that Goldberg started the spear. Take it and make it your own. You made it better. It's one of the goats, Roman Reigns. So I'd like to see half a dozen spears, maybe more. I wouldn't mind the match starts just like a Brock Lesnar match, like I said, is that spear after nonstop spears the entire match, end it with a Superman punch and walk out of there. Have the whole thing go 15, 20 minutes, longer, half an hour. So Goldberg can actually see what it's like to wrestle in the WWE instead of just showing up and, you know, stealing a win somehow or even getting his ass handed to him quickly. He needs to be in there and punished. And I hope the bloodline does show up. We're going to see Roman. We're going to see the Usos, who are going to be fresh off of retaining their belts. And then we're going to see a special counsel. And uh, like I said during the kickoff show, we had the Mysterios. Well, we had Rey Mysterio fight Dumb is, but we had Dominic come in at the end and they put a show on. 
putting a little beating on my boy, The Miz. But he was without Maurice. But the crowd is electric in there. They're fired up early, early. And there's a lot of young kids in there, young people in there. They're excited. There's a lot of signs in there. And so that's a roundabout way of me saying, I think the special counsel Paul Heyman's introduction of Roman is going to be a super special one tonight because everyone is going to be excited to see Roman in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, of course. And the crowd, the crowd is fired up. So we're two minutes away. David, if you want to uh, have a word, by all means, if you're happy just to uh, listen, we certainly appreciate the love. We're here right after Elimination Chamber ends to break it all down and go over the matches. Just a quick recap before it starts. So we have Lesnar winning the Elimination Chamber. I have his chamber open and last. Everyone's worn down. Lester takes advantage, takes whoever's left to Suplex City, ends it with an F5. Roman Reigns and Oldberg. I just spoke on that. I expect everyone ringside, and I expect Roman Reigns to teach Goldberg a lesson, take him into deep waters, get about a half a dozen spears into him. Ronda Rousey and Naomi and Sonya Deville and Charlotte. I'm hoping to see a lot of one-on-one time for Naomi and Charlotte so we can see some spectacular wrestling. And then I'm hoping Sonya pulls a fast one on Ronda Rousey and Sonya pulls her arm out of that uh, sling and slaps Ronda around. we got the Usos who are going to defend the belt against the Raiders. Hopefully they take their hats back, hats from them again, take them back to the States on the plane. We had Dominic uh, and his father put on a show here at the end after Ray defeat Dumb is. We had Dominic and Ray in there with a double six nine, two diff- two separate splashes off the top rope. Tonight, now Rosenberg's on there talking about. I want to see if Austin Theory can do enough to do what? Anyway, the show's about to start. We have uh, Drew embarrassing himself with a win. Becky will retain the belt, and Bianca Belair winning the Elimination Chamber for the women and earning her title shot against Becky Lynch in. WrestleMania. David, great to see you. Appreciate the love. We'll see you after Elimination Chamber ends. And remember, always remember, keep on talking in the free world. That's it, David. Let's get it.